This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is... You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Here's Speroni. He rolls the ball out to Cannon. He's got options in front of him. He picks out Thomas. This is a nice looking move from Palace. That's a neat ball to Ambrose. A space on the right. Good turn. He crosses into Johnson. Oh, yes. Back of the nest. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest preview podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford of RedandBlueArmy.co.uk. And I'm once again joined by Sam Heskiff and Mike Scott. And this time we're building you up to the big one, the visit of Brighton to Sellers Park. After the defeat of the Amex earlier in the season, Palace will be looking for revenge over their rivals from the South Coast. And we will discuss how we go about picking up those three points that would send us six points clear of Henny Hewton's brother's men. Before we go into that, we'll check on Frank De Boer, talk Parish and VAR, Vicente Guaita staying, and just how much beating Brighton means to Wilf. Strip Taylor might find Slap. Oh, it's an own goal. It's in off Barnsley. Wan Bissaka. 2 0 Crystal Palace. Michi Batuayi. Just over two minutes into the second half. Zaha sits me down and scores Crystal Palace's third. Zaha can sit me down anytime. That was commentary there from our fantastic performance over Burnley last weekend. Um, Sam, welcome. Hello. Hello. Thanks. You're feeling a little bit under the weather. I am. Migraine central at the moment. Ah, well, you know, there's no better cure for a headache than doing a podcast for an hour. I know. The dulcet tones of Terence and Mike seeing me through. Yes. And the dulcet tones of Mike, hello. All right. Yeah, I'm here to make less cock-related comments than uh, than Albert again, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> how many shows in a row you done now between the preview and the review you're flying uh by sunday i'll have done four in a row and people will be absolutely sick of my voice mm, yeah well let's try and make it them sick of it by the end of this one i reckon uh right as always we're gonna start off with this damn i'm thirsty i want a beer what about you you want a beer i'm gonna leave you three to it man Right, obviously. So Heskiff's feeling sick this week, so we'll leave him into his co-codamol cocktail. 
<laughs> I'm on um well this was uh the grapefruit IPAs that MS do. Um they're nearing their sell by date and because it's grapefruit IPA barely anyone buys it. So <laughs> they've reduced it to 40p a can and you can get them by four for the price of three. And because I'm staff discount, I got 16 beers for about £4.20. So um, I'm working my way through them at the moment. And I don't mind a grapefruit IPA, I'm not ashamed to say. But um, obviously this week we're all waiting for Mike Scott with the Krabby Stout. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> say that M&S grapefruit IPA sounds that great either. Um, but yeah, as discussed on the last pod, I've got this um, Krabby Stout with alcoholic ginger beer. A uh, handcrafted blend of traditional crabbies and Saddler's Stout. I'm fairly sure it's out of date because it's been sitting in my fridge for months and months and months. Um, I opened it just before we sat down and it has a kind of salami sausage kind of smell to it. Which is so, what every vegan wants from their beer. Yeah, so I'm going to go in with a taste now. Oh, it's gluten-free for those of you that are uh, interested <laughs> in that. Well, I'm going in. This This will make for great radio, I'm sure. Haskiff, what do you reckon? Is it going to be a, a 10 out of 10 or closer to a 1 out of 10? I'm quite excited to hear what live throwing up sounds like. Well, me and um, Nick on the way back from Burnley drunk several cans of Krabbies. I didn't even realise it come in cans, but there you go. So how is it? You know what? You know what? It's not It's not bad. It's, um, it's kind of, it takes that horrible sweet edge of Krabbies off it by giving it a, a nice bitter aftertaste. Mind you, I'm going to have to, later in the show, when I've got through like a third of it, I'm going to have to give you another update. Because, you know, sometimes you get that point and you, the first stick and you're like, oh, yes. And by the time you're halfway through, you think, why the hell did I buy this instead of a Heineken? For, um, what, it's, for what it's worth, I'm, on, I'm drinking a Barocca at the moment and I'm on to the bit where it, all the powdery stuff at the bottom. So I'm sat stirring it around with a chopstick, which is probably as pathetic as it sounds. I reckon if you mix Barocca into a protein shake, you'd have a similar taste to what I'm drinking now. We'll give we'll give that a go next week. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's a lot better than the powder we usually do to get through this show. Um, <laughs> on to Mike's, <laughs> Mike's update later for the beer. So we'll give you a different update instead. And um, we'll give you one on Frank the Boer at Atlanta. Um, he's lost his third game, guys. 3-0 this time. It's, it's getting even worse. So um, the hashtag the bore out is already already running hot in Atlanta, and um, the account at the bore must go on Twitter has tweeted enough is enough. We are planning a hashtag the bore out march before the Cincinnati game on Sunday. Flags and banners welcome. Our voices must be heard. It's quite impressive that he's <laughs> trying to get an even shorter tenure with every club he goes to. I didn't think he could do worse than Palace, but he's trying his best. Yeah, it, um... He's actually doing better. Um, he's only he's only had four games so far and he's won one of them, whereas he had a win rate of 20% last time because he won the League Cup game. Um, so at the moment, if they were to lose to Cincinnati, then he'd have an equal record. But after we said about him going out, that we thought they might go out in the CONCACAF trophy, they, they did actually get through by winning the second round which is the second leg which is his only win so far but it looks like they're going out in the quarterfinal stage because they're already 3-0 down to Monterey who I wouldn't put our top draw opposition so yeah he's uh, he's having a mare 
Yeah, there's a, a sign on this Twitter account that says Frank the Boar equals footy idiot. I like the use of footy there from an American. Very good. 3-4-3 formation is terrible. Lowest win percentage in MLS history. No trophies. I mean, that's that's a bit harsh. You can't. Is it possible to win a trophy this early? And um, thanks for the memories, but it's time to go. Hashtag the boar out. So um, it's like, you know, do they do interview processes? Um, do they check CVs? I, I don't even understand how he's got another job, but there you go. And um, inevitably, he's probably going to end up getting another huge payout. So I'm, I'm sure he'll get over very fast. Uh, Steve Parrish has been on Twitter this week talking about VAR, um, starting to see what a massive change VAR will bring. Lesson one, get near penalty area and smack balls as hard as you can towards the arms. Um, Heskiff, it there's a lot changing they're saying about the handball rule um, nothing clear and concrete's come out yet but um, you think it's, they're going to have to take the deliberate out now and just say if it hits the hand it's a penalty and Parrish has probably got a point here yeah but it seems like it, um, it which is a, a bit of a weird one because you know you, you've seen some where if you're whatever a couple of yards away from someone and they just smash it at you there's, I don't know what you can do you know if you can get your hands out of the way of that then you know you're probably a superhero um, so I wonder how you know they're actually going to put it into practice. Well, I guess we'll have to see how many penalties are given in that sort of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think VAR coming and we've discussed it before. It's going to take a lot of getting used to. I wasn't particularly enamoured with it to start with, and there's been some talk of it this week because of the Champions League. None of which I saw, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's certainly be interesting to see how they put these sort of rules into practice. Um, are you a big fan of the Champions League, Mike? No, not at all. When <laughs> when Sky has the Championship games on instead, I, I, I undoubtedly watch those instead. Um, Steve Parvis's comment it's it's a it's a recycled comment that's been going around from sort of Dean Saunders and the various sort of old school conservative guys on Talksport for a while. Um, it's a little bit dramatic, isn't it? I mean, there's, there's, they're obviously going to have to think quite heavily about how they're going to enforce the handball problems in the same way as they want to sort out the, the offside rule. But um, it doesn't look as though that appeared in these new sort of rules that are, I don't know if you've seen it, the, the rules that are changing next season. Um, stuff like uh, you can't have the attackers in the wall and a few other things. So you're going to have a, at least a season of people trying to work out what's going on yeah. Yeah, well, they falsely put into the article that there was going to be no rebounds from penalties, um, <laughs> which got Heskiff up and steaming straight away. But um, they quickly retracted it from the article and said, oh, no, no, actually, there still will be rebounds from penalties. Although saying that, you know, you had that in the Tottenham-Arsenal game last weekend with um, encroachment, but on both penalties, you know, Harry Kane tucked his, so it didn't matter. But Aubameyang missed and Vertonghen was almost on the penalty spot and got in a block, so... Um, they definitely got to enforce it a bit better, maybe make them stand forever away or something. I don't know. But all good fun and games. Someone's got to do those focus groups and earn loads of money. Do you know what I mean? So good for them. Uh, back at Palace and Vicente Guaita, um, there was obviously a lot of talk. I don't know. I think it was driven by one particular broadsheet that was suggesting that, you know, he wasn't happy here or that he might be on his way out and that we're supposed to be signing Jack Butland. But, um, He's tweeted this week saying, my family is eagle, Hash, uh, family emoji. Let's go for Derby, strong arm emoji, football emoji. 
We love red heart, blue heart emoji, this club and this team. Very happy to be here. I'm very happy to be here. Hashtag CPFC, hashtag all sport, which suggests that maybe he didn't write it and it might have been his sponsor. Hashtag CPFC family. Um, Heskiff, uh, as much as it's nice to see he's here, he must still be a little bit confused after the Burnley game. Yeah, thumbs up emoji for that tweet. Um, <laughs> but thumbs, thumbs down emoji for the selection last week at Burnley with Wayne and Gull. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, I think the story said, you know, he's not happy and he's not settled and he wants to go, but everything that we've seen, even in the videos that the, the club put out of the training, he, he looks he looks happy enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, I probably, he probably wonders why he's not now guaranteed first choice because he sh- clearly should be. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the paper in question is not one that I ever really pay attention to. Mm. Um, so I discounted it pretty quickly, to be honest. Yeah, well, we'll touch more on the goalkeeping situation when we get into the main part of the pod. But before we finish this section, let's let's have a little listen from Wilf. I don't even think there's much need to talk. I just want to get like I just want to just play the game. Do you know what I mean? Like I just want to beat them, and then they can just be quiet. There's not like I feel like there's no need for us to 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 have the debate. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like they're better than us. So we just need to get the game over and done with. Beat them, then they can just go back to wherever they came from, really. Because I get so much stick from them, and it's just like... <sighs> oh, anyway, let me not even talk about them. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the game. Of course, that was prior to the 3-2 victory where um, Wilf scored two goals last season. And um, he was looking forward to the game and turned up, as he normally does against them. Uh, Mike, yes... Um... Been, he's been a little bit quieter in the build-up to this one, but um, you think he's going to be key? I'm still sort of philosophising over my family as Eagle, trying to work out what <laughs> I mean. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm not surprised he's a bit quieter because the the last game is one of the most harrowing games of, of recent years. So um, I think it's probably best that he does his talking on the pitch this time around. Um Having said that, he's in he's in very decent form. So, I mean, it it could be a sort of showing of of how he's matured recently. How you know maybe the red cards affected him, um, and he has had a talking to after getting a fair amount of stick on social media and in the papers. So, I would have thought it's it's more about you know twenty seven year old Will for everybody is sort of showing his his age and his wiseness a bit more. Um, quick update on the Crabbies. I'm now about halfway through and um, it's starting to taste like sort of gone off WKD that you'd mind sweep at the end of like a, a two o'clock in the morning at a terrible club. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure I'm going to get to the end. Uh, uh, oh dear, it doesn't look like the ball's going to get to the end of his contract either, does it? But enough on that. Let's, um, let's talk about Brighton after this. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Back of the Nest Match Preview Podcast. www.backofthenest.com. David, the ball in. It's going to go in, is it? Yes, it is. Wilfred Zaha wheels away in celebration. And it's the early breakthrough for Crystal Palace. And Selhurst Park erupts. There's the back post nodded back across the face of goal. Ryan's there. Surely it's going to go in. Not that time. But that time it does. Second time lucky for James Tompkins. Palace lead by two goals to nil. Swing a decent looking ball in towards Zaha as well. And there's the third goal for Crystal Palace. And it's a second for Wilfred Zaha. Yep, commentary there from the last time we played Brighton at Sellers in that 3-2 victory last season. Um, good day, that one, Heskiff, wasn't it? Yeah, that uh, second goal from Wilf, uh, the header from Lucas Cross, is such a good goal. I was watching them, I was watching those goals at lunch today and, uh, yeah, got me smiling. It's quite a rare thing, but it, it definitely got me smiling. Yeah, certainly. Um, would you drink that stout for a year, Mike, if it could guarantee three points tomorrow? I mean, I'd do a lot for three points um, uh, in the game, but quite frankly, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think <laughs> if I was given the choice between having to drink five of these a day for a year or Palace relegation, once you've had a tip, you'd realise that relegation would be the only choice. Um, <laughs> just to bring up that game, um, last season we named all the review pods by the best four-word review. And um, somebody, if you remember Glenn Murray like clearing the ball with his arse off the line um, to stop equalising, um, the the title of the show was Murray with Vital Clearance, which still makes me laugh to this day. <laughs> yeah, it was... Um, God, they really came at us in that second half, didn't they? And um, They did. Could, could arguably say they deserved the point, but that was a yeah, no. big, old, big old miss from there. But of course, if he had found the net... Um, it would have been his 90, he would already have his 100th goal. But we'll start with this. I was going to talk about it a little bit lower down, but he's he's on 99 Brighton goals. Um, and he's a prominent person in this fixture now, isn't he? He's, between him and Zaha, you know, Murray scored a few goals for us in the fixture. Obviously, you have the infamous one straight after he signed for us from Brighton when he scored at their place. And um, he's. He's, he's going to get it, isn't he, Heskip? I don't know what other ways to put yeah, it. Yeah, it was when I saw him miss the sitter against Leicester um, mm. the week after we the, during the week after we beaten them. I was a sitter. You'd put your house on Murray scoring. That's a sitter. And there's just a bit of me thinking he's done it on purpose. He's done it just so <laughs> that he can save the moment for his hundredth goal against Palace, probably in front of the Homesdale. <laughs> killing me, man! It's killing me. <laughs> Mike, um, will you be singing his name on Saturday? A lot of um, a lot of Palace fans were at the Amex earlier in the season. Well, I don't know if everyone's seen it, but um, there's an article in the Argus that we tweeted on Back of the Nest uh, Twitter, at Back of the Nest, uh, if you're interested. Um, and he was saying in an interview um, with the Argus that he felt Palace were in a false position in the league and... and Brighton should be wary because um, Palace are a better side than their league position suggests. So I think deep down he's he's still red and blue. So I'd happily happily chant his name quietly um, it, once we've won. But I'd rather he, he scored than Lewis Dunk powering a header and then 
arrogantly swat around the pitch. Um, that would hurt me a lot more, I think. Yeah, um, we want, we need more Lewis Dunk getting sent off like he did in the game in the promotion season at Sellers Park in, you know, what was it, eighth, eighth minute that he hacked down Balassi. Right, um, the Burnley game probably, um, we talked about selection headaches last week on the pod and um, it's probably not eased it in any way for Hodgson. Uh, so Heske, if it, good news is you've got some stuff to moan about, it's fine. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll start We'll start with the Wayne Hennessy selection at Burnley. Um, yeah, some will say, you know, they was expecting it to be because Burnley were going to bombard the box with crosses, which they did, and they wanted a tall goalkeeper in there to, you know, deal with the blustery day and the conditions and whatever. And uh, arguably you can say that he was justified because he made two great saves, one in each half, um, one to deny Crouch at the end that definitely stopped very squeaky bum time <laughs> in the in the last couple of minutes of stoppage time. So some could say it was justified, but of course he was um, in the sort of no man's land for the, the goal that Bernie did score. Um, can you see him... Uh, being dislodged this week, you know, um, Hennis uh, Hodgson, sorry, would want to stick with a winning side, likely, um, and Hennessy was part of that. Yeah, I think the thing with with him coming in against Burnley that confused me a little bit, um, especially when people were saying it was because of their aerial sort of aerial play, is it? it I've never been confident with him on crosses. Like his shot stopping's all right, but he's you know coming for crosses. There was one one. Uh, cross that he came for wildly in the first half against Burnley, he completely missed it, and Tonks got rid of it. Um, there was a punch that he didn't, you know, get much distance on. So I was a bit confused by that. And yeah, he did make a couple of very good saves, very true. But then the goal that he let in—I mean, if he just stood on his line, the, the ball would have gone straight to him. So it's sort of Wayne Hennessy in, in a little microcosm. But mm. like you say, Roy tends to stick with winning teams. Um, you know, there's debate about whether he will change some midfielders, whether he'll bring Andros back in, whether he'll um, keep Kiate, for example. But I'm fairly sure that he'll um, stick with the defence that played against Burnley, um, which is disappointing from my point of view, because I think White is the better goalie. Um, but I suppose the way that Roy will justify it is that the team played very well defensively we look pretty good against Burnley so he he won't want to change it yeah Mike do you think that Scott Dan secured his place in the team while Sacco's out with his performance up at Turf Moor I would have thought so um I think he did really well and there's there's not a lot to choose between him and Kelly I, I, I from what I knew that it, it was more health concerns and and being match fit as to why Kelly was getting the nod for a for a, a week or two um, before before Dan came in, but he did well, and he's an extra threat in the box for headers. Um, obviously, he's got a bit more he's got a bit more about him going forward than Kelly. So, yeah, I, I would say that he's kept his. I, I was pretty happy with the back four, uh, blame Hennessy squarely for the for the goal. Um, Phil is a bit kind to say he made two great saves. He made. Um, he made one great save and he made one save that hit him. Um, but we discussed it on the, the review pods um, at length about whether whether he deserved to be in the side last week and for, what, for whatever reason, he was chosen and he did all right. And now, you know, Hodgson's 71. He's the kind of manager that's going to stick with a winning team. So I'm sure, 
you're right, the, the back five will be as is. Probably Schlupp being the greatest of all time will, will start start again as well on the left. Uh, I just, just hope Cuarte does because he had a great game involved in all three goals. Uh, really impressed with him. Um, right. Firstly, as a goalkeeper, I'm not having any of that about it just hit him. Um, Chris Wood has scored loads of goals recently in Free's career where he finds the roof of the net when he's through one-on-one. A uh, very, very clever finisher. And um, Hennessy did well to stand his ground there. So come on, give him some credit. It was a great Do save as a goal. Goethe would have not saved it? Oh, no, that's, that's neither here nor there. But he might he might have dropped quicker. I don't know. Hennessy's very good at standing up big. Um, I don't really haven't really seen enough of Guaita in the Premier League to know that, like... You see, in one-on-one situations, he hasn't really been there, has he? So it's been few and far between. The only one I can really recall is Vardy, which was a very different kind of finish. So, um, and like uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's it's. You know, I, I think it's a very, very good save from Hennessy. He could go down quicker there and um, and get beaten higher. So I think it's a good save and at a very key time as well. Because um, so you're saying his slowness helped. <laughs> no I, I I think he did really well um, it was a very difficult afternoon for a goalkeeper if anyone who's up there will know just exactly how windy it was how rainy it was it was a, it was a very horrible afternoon and um, he did really really well we I know thought. how important so, uh, wind is as well that stopped Liverpool winning the game the other day so. <laughs> yeah well I mean you can find multiple examples of Klopp blaming the wind throughout his career so um, he's definitely got history for blaming the amount of things. wind that comes what? out of his mouth is quite ironic <laughs> um, that's wind yeah um, Kiate you touched on there Mike uh, Heskiff as Mike said he was he was excellent at Turf Moor he was brilliant I, I really like him and he's the sort of player who doesn't get bullied about and I think keep, him keeping his place in the team is going to be important for the game against Brian because it's a game where I'm sure they're going to try and get under the skin of certain players like Wilf um, they're going to try and maybe bully us a bit get the crowd you know, head up and check. I think if he can do one, you know, if you the, the run that he made for the for the first goal was great. Um, the way that he held off their player to set a wolf up for for his goal was great. And you know, it shows what he's capable of, what he gives to the team, both pushing forward and with his strength. And you know, I think we now have a good selection of midfielders to pick from. But he showed why he's important to the team. And I think, yeah, him keeping his place can be very important for us on Saturday. Yeah, talking about getting under Wilf's skin, um, I thought he was a lot more composed in his performance at Burnley. They certainly tried it for a bit. And um, at the end of the first half, uh, somebody, one of their players, deliberately collapsed on Batshuayi after the whistle had gone for half time and um, could have definitely avoided landing on him, but dropped all his weight deliberately on Batshuayi. And Zaha got involved and, um, you know, he managed to keep his cool and um, everything sort of calmed down. And the, and the other time in the second half, what was really encouraging to see was Luca immediately got in the middle and stopped him from getting into an argument. Yeah. So um, it's certainly good to see that he's learning from that. Um, and obviously at Burnley Week, everyone got what they wanted, sort of. Um, give What it gives with one hand, takes with the other in terms of putting Meyer in and then Hennessy. Uh, but... Mike, what did you think of Meyer's performance at Burnley and um, do you expect him to keep his place? I mean, I I feel like he, he got a chance because um, the decision was that MacArthur was knackered. I, I feel like that's the reason he started. And 
in the with the way they played uh, the formation what you know they discussed it on the review pod apparently it was a 4-4-2 but however it sort of metamorphosized between a 4-3-3 a 4-5-1 and a 4-4-2 didn't really play to his strengths um he didn't have didn't have the greatest of games <clears throat> on the periphery for a lot of it. So um, it could be, you know, Hodgson realised that it wouldn't play to his strength, stuck him in, sort of proved to everyone why he doesn't start him. I don't know, that's the cynic in me, but um, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be fairly surprised if he, if he starts. Um, you know, they'll, they'll probably want a bit of grit and I don't, I don't think that that's exactly what he's going to offer. Plus, I think he needs to be on the same side or at least, you know, near Sahar for a lot for a lot of the game because they seem to play well together. And when they're when they're on the opposite sides of the pitch, I'm not sure they're going to get the most out of Maya. Um, and I'm just, yeah, well, it, the Krabbies, the rest of it's going down the sink. Sick of it. Just picked up a hole. <laughs> That's enough. Um, I, with Max Maya, I... Mm, I I thought it was a t- it's a tough game for him to play at Burnley. It was always going to be. But what I, I f- thought was the processing is that, A, I think MacArthur has looked shattered and could have done with a rest. So that was the chance to give him the rest. And then he came on with 10 minutes ago or 15 minutes ago and then just sort of run around and made sure Burnley couldn't get back in the game. But um, I thought it was very deliberate because they knew that Brighton were going to play, Brighton, sorry, Burnley were going to play a lot of long balls and get the ball into the mixer quite a lot and stuff. And I thought he was deliberately there to try and speed up the link through the through the middle of the park and get the ball into Batshuayi and enable us to counter quicker with that smarter, quicker pass. And um, I thought Burnley actually did quite a good job of trying to get close to him. They sort of identified that threat and um, didn't really give him the space to operate. But... Um, I thought I thought he did all right. I didn't think there was anything in his performance to suggest that he can't he can't play in a midfield three away from home. I think I think that's going to be very shortly become a myth because he's he's a, there's definitely a quality player in there. But um, you know, not he's, he's definitely not everyone's cup of tea as well. People around me not so sure at the game. Some people I drink with before games not so sure. So I think it's going to be an ongoing debate. That's for sure. Um, one thing that I don't think should be a debate is. Um, listening to the Brighton pod on BBC called Albion Unlimited, um, had a listen in because Jim Daly from FYP was on it, uh, suggesting that, um, I'm not going to pronounce his name, not even going to attempt it, their winger who's got lots of words and letters in his name, AJ, I'll call him, uh, Heskiff. He's going to be giving um, AWB a difficult afternoon, apparently. Blimey. That's good news, isn't it? <laughs> That'll be a first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if, I mean... Look, if he does, fair play to him. But I've seen players with shorter names than him not be able to do it, like Mane and Salah and Sanchez. Hazard. Hazard. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, good luck to him. I'll be more interested to see how their fullback deals are with, to be honest with you. <laughs> exactly right. Um, and I think the main trouble for their defence is going to be um, Batshuayi, who I assume will start buzzing around in the way he does. Um Michael, I get the impression Duncan Duffy are more centre-backs that will want to be marking a man up close against someone. But uh, Batshuayi has shown that he's prepared to move all over the pitch, um, especially uh, in an attempt to find the ball coming out from the back. Well, Hambo got me looking at heat maps at the weekends, which is something I've never bothered doing in my life before. 
Um, and what's even more tragic is I found myself quite enjoying it. So um, maybe that's <laughs> showing that I am getting old. But um, I was quite surprised. Batch Fire, like you say, was all over the place. And the majority of the time, the sort of the most heated area he was over on the left. So um, I do think that the way that they swapped around shocked Burnley. I mean, obviously Brighton are going to watch that back and maybe they'll have to come up with some slightly different ideas. But yeah, you, you'd imagine that they'd be better off, you know, dealing with Benteke. Um, that's why there's a little bit more of an unknown quantity for him. Um, going back to AWB, I think the only person this year that's given him much trouble is Felipe Anderson. And I really don't think anyone in the Brighton side is quite up to the standard of Felipe Anderson. So I think yeah, and I thought that the, the only reason Felipe Anderson gave him any trouble was because he showed absolutely zero intent on getting back, which is a massive difference from pretty much yeah. every other team in the Premier League. Yeah. Even Hazard gets back in defence. So where he just was completely devoid of defensive responsibility, I think it just meant that Wan-Bissaka still played his natural game and tried to get forward, which often meant that he was having to scramble back to get to Felipe Anderson absolutely and I still felt felt with a coach of him reasonably well considering um considering he was often giving up several yards for Anderson to operate in so um and he pushed him in field a lot so and Anderson didn't end up doing anything of note so um I got really defensive there (laughs) how dare you suggest it um right so Predictions, all of them are probably going to involve Murray scoring his 100th goal, but will it be enough for um, Brighton to get the three points or any sort of points? Um, James Scott said that he expects 3-1 Palace and that Murray will score. Uh, Nick Houghton has gone 2-2. He suggests there's way too much confidence around at the moment, which you agreed with, Heskiff. Yeah, I mean, no, I, mean I, <laughs> I don't even have to justify myself. We're, I'm they're stunned. In, they're, not, they're not in great form. We're in pretty good form. I mean, bar the Man United result, we're unbeaten since Liverpool, I think, which is yeah. which is pretty good. Um, we've scored seven goals in our last two away games, which is really good because that's you know what we were struggling with a bit was converting those chances. So I, I, I guess I understand why people are confident, but also want to point to the fact that our home form is crap mm. and it's Brighton. And it will hurt a lot. And I'm, it's, it's less that I'm expecting it and more that I'm just preparing myself for it. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what to say. We, it's, this weekend is the 17th worst away team versus the 19th worst home team. So um, someone suggests that something's got to give. Uh, will Hamilton, who's recently changed his name to Sainsbury's Loyal on Twitter and change his actual visual name to Gammon. I don't know what that's all about, but he's gone for his cursory 4-0 to the opposition result. Um, and Billiam, he's had a few drinks tonight. He's been out drinking and um, he's gone 3-0 Palace. So you can you can tell he's been drinking. <laughs> uh, right, let's look at a poll. Um, three options this week. Uh, for a win, it was slam dunk. For a draw, see, this is another one that doesn't really work out loud because you need to see it written down. Um, Andone, point each. You know, if you split up Andoni, it's and one point each. That's all right. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. And um, for a loss, it's this. For fuck's sake, Murray! <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> yeah, we'll never get old. Uh, 75% have gone for a Palace win. 
75%. See, this is why I'm worried. 75% is a lot. That What's is your a lot excuse all the other weeks? What's my excuse for the other weeks? Mm. Just old and crabby. <laughs> Crabbies. Crabbies, yeah. But I'm, wait, wait, I'm a bitter, however <laughs> you describe that drink, that's me. He looks sweet on the surface, but it gets really bitter as it starts to go down. That's actually quite complimentary. And take, take, it takes the edge off any excitement that you was, was building up. And then everyone <laughs> bins me off after about half an hour. <laughs> um, and 15% have gone for a draw with 10% going for a Brighton win. So um, quite the, the biggest win margin we've had recently. So, um, Mike, what are you going for? Uh, you've sort of turned me whilst chatting. I mean, it really depends if, if Chris Sheaton is going to go for the ultra-defensive kind of day because I think it'll be another, I don't want it to be another day where we're trying to break down a team and it's, it doesn't work at home. Um, I'm hoping that's not the case and judging by the last game, it really is one of those sort of cliches where derbies make form go out the window because that was abysmal last time around. Um, I think we're going to win, but I think they're probably going to score at least one. Um I would go 3-1. Three, 3-1, one. Three, one. wow. Um, is Murray going to score that one? <laughs> um, I'm going to go for um, Geaton Bong, just because of that guy That guy from the video <laughs> who's been doing stuff on Twitter recently. Um, we, what is it? We're Brighton Hove album, we bong when we want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, someone needs to take all recording equipment away from that guy. Yes. Um, to, to, mm. to paraphrase a James A. Caster joke, he said that someone is the worst person in the world. There's 7 billion people on the planet. Someone's the worst person in the world. It's, it's him. <laughs> it's him. It's him. What, yeah, narrowly beating the other is. guy with the song that's even worse, you mean? Yeah, actually, it's Lewis Dunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it's those two. Yeah, but some I I would suggest that the other guy with the glasses, the younger kid with um, the dark hair, I think he was. I, I surely that's a joke. I think he was trolling. You would hope so. We still went and purchased a Brighton scarf if he was trolling, you know. And that's yeah. I think he might be a Brighton fan and he's taking the mic. He's just having a laugh. That's that. Maybe that's me looking for the best in people. Well, there, there is I, there is one point during the video where he can't figure out which finger to use to flip the camera off. <laughs> that's quite good. <laughs> yeah, he, he struggles yeah. with that at one point. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. And um, still, my favourite thing about all of those videos from the the American kid doing it is the one where he keeps talking about I used to shag a palace bird while his current girlfriend is sat next to him like, I'm sure she's absolutely delighted um, with with all of the, the, the way you talk and the way you carry yourself son but um, there you go uh, he's he's one of their own um, I think we'll, we'll save from there <laughs> um, and Heskiff uh, we all went we all went for draws in Burnley so there was no points to be had except from of course Ed Kellaway last week who was the only one who went for a Palace win so you've fallen a little bit behind so you need to play catch up well oh god I'm going to go for a draw I voted loss in the poll <laughs> I don't know if it's because I was drawn to for fuck's sake Murray just because it's it's still funny uh, I'll go for a draw, which will not be great. And I think Murray will score. But I can't face them doing the double over us. I can't face it. Though it does lead me to a question. 
which I'm putting to putting to you both, would you be okay with losing this game if it means that we go and play them in the cup and beat them? Um, Whether that's in the semi or the final. Yes. Uh, it will hurt initially, but... Yeah, I don't... Yeah, these, these, these things are... I don't know. There was a Brighton one account did it the other day where they was talking back and forth about saying would you rather lose to Palace here but win in the FA Cup um, a lot like a lot of the Brighton fans said why can't we just win both <laughs> why does it have to be this absolution of one or the other I've, I've got another question for you if we were to win and get 36 points do you think that's enough for teams to stay up this season yes when was the last time it must have been a while since 36 points last got relegated so with this many games still to go as well, there's there's no way we wouldn't pick up any more points. Just look at our fixtures. There's no way we're not getting any more points. Would, so, you, would uh, you say 33 points would be enough? I think 30, I think 35 is probably enough. 34 maybe. Yeah. 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 We don't we don't have to go quite some way yeah. to go down. I mean, to, for Cardiff to get 35, but Cardiff have got to get 10 more points for that to happen. And it's just how I just can't see them getting getting that many points they've fallen off completely um and it's going to be it's a long road back for them and then of course Huddersfield and Fulham uh Huddersfield are actually now um I was looking at a model the other day that projected the rest of the season like they have zero chance of survival <laughs> it was getting quite heated on Twitter about people was, but, but they still mathematically can survive so their chances can't be zero and it's like well with historical context and so on and their run of fixtures and their form and who they're playing it, it was, and I think it was based a lot on expected goals as well I think their expected goals is 0.4 goals per game which is just that's what, what we had for Burnley 0.49 yeah it was it was a weird one that because they had two but it's just you know it's one of their goals one of their um, chances that would have been very very high on the um, the expected goals it doesn't take into account that he was fully under pressure and it was a really awkward ball because he's right in the middle of the six-yard box and he put it over. I think it was Ashley Barnes. So that would count as really high on the chances. But um, it was a really, t- really, really tough chance, but it would look easy on paper. So um, I don't know. But that was a massive diatribe away from Heskis' prediction. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't have brought up expected goals. Let's never do that again. <laughs> expected goals for Glenn Murray, one. <laughs> so you're going for a one or draw? Indeed, I am. Okay, and um, I'm going for a one-nil Palace win. I think we'll, I think we'll nick it from them. And um, I mainly hope that it's Wilfred Zaha getting fouled for an extremely soft penalty and Luca, Luca converting it. So, um, right, I think that's all for there. So now we're going to hear from the review show. Hello, preview show listeners. This is Chris Hamling from the Review Show, and uh, this thing that I'm doing now uh, is a completely unwritten advert for you to come and listen to our show. But you, you probably already do. Let's face it. Uh, but you know the numbers suggest that certainly, um, and you know we're very very happy about that. But if there are any of you who are just listening to the preview show, perhaps you'd like Terence's voice or Albert's constant use of the phrase "wank me off." Um, that's also good. But if you're sitting there thinking, I really like how they preview these matches, if only if only someone would review the matches in a similar way, well, we do. So make sure you tune in to our review show. Uh, when is it? It's, it's Time isn't really a factor in this, you see. Uh, quite often, you know, you can listen to a podcast whenever you like. We, we tend to record it on a certain day. 
Uh, but, then, but then it just, you know, whenever you want it, you download it, you listen to it, maybe you listen to part of it, maybe, maybe you listen to, to, you know, only a fraction of it on a Monday, a bit more on a Tuesday, and then save the rest till Thursday. Totally up to you. Um, so, anyway, I've got to keep this advert short because producer Billy really likes short, sharp adverts that are really well thought out, they're kind of put together, they're written well, um, and they just get straight to the point. And that's what I'm going to do here. I'm going to get straight to the point and make it very, very clear to you what it is that I want you to do. Not waste anybody's time with long, rambling messages about nothing, but I don't really say anything of any real consequence. I'm just going to keep it short and sharp. So listen to the review show on your favourite podcast app. Right, so that's your lot for this week. Um, please go over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and um, leave a comment. Uh, we'll start to mention those comments, um, if they're nice, obviously. And um, we're starting to fly up the charts, actually, and getting a lot more listeners. So that's what we want to do. We want to reach out to more people and get into more headphones on people's commutes. Um, Mike, thank you for standing in for the last couple of weeks. Um, we think Albert's back from holiday next week, so um, you can have a rest bit like James MacArthur. Pleasure. I love the fact that he just swans off and he comes back whenever he wants. Beautiful. And then complete, completely denies it was a holiday when we all know it was. Yeah. You missed the showbiz. That's all he is, isn't it? And obviously, Sam Heskiff, you're, you're um, almost an ever-present. I am. I am. Except from when you went at uh, French rap shows. I went to a French rap show last week, but I still made the pod. I'm getting better. What's, what's like the best line from a French rap song ever? Mmm... I don't think. I think it's bleepable. <laughs> Even in French? Le bleep. <laughs> right. I think we'll leave that there. So um, we will be back next week when it's um, oh, the, the, another big game. The FA Cup quarterfinal against Watford is what we will be previewing. So until next Thursday, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mate's already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talksport Fan Network. Talksport. Powered by fans.